0: What's up guys? After a little hiatus, we are bringing back Villain Era podcast and I thought it'd be really fun to bring my best friend on and kind of switch things up and have her interview me a little bit. However, I feel like it's just going to be us like shooting the shit and chatting cuz we're hysterical and telling some funny stories. So, I would like to introduce Kelsey and Hi. you can introduce yourself. Tell the people a little about you.
1: Um, my name's Kelsey. I am Justine's best friend. We met in Chicago, where I still live. Um and yeah, I'm probably one of the coolest people in her life.
0: We met on I Craigslist. Keep, yeah, we
1: met on Craigslist. Um, it was the best Craigslist find
0: since what was it? These couch. couch. Yeah. I feel like I should we should just start by like debriefing you on my night. Okay. Yeah. What be- the heck happened? <laughs> I think this would be a good podcast. Uh, topic. Because I haven't done a... There's been no life updates or anything in a minute. It'll be the first episode in the month. So... Okay. Yeah, uh, let me... Okay. So, I go to this comedy show that a guy invited me to, who I had been on, like, two dates with already. Right. Show up for the listeners out there. They should know Dumpling Boo. <laughs> Dumpling Boo's best friend is there. And I was like, oh kind of weird it wasn't really weird I said hi I actually sat by him the whole show talked to him but I was like this is slightly awkward the guy that invited me there spent the whole time with this other girl and keep in mind sitting literally directly in front of you right in front of me these yes and then I did find out that that girl is apparently like super religious and has never had sex. And there was like this whole comedian making fun of her, like asking the comedian was like, are you sucking his dick? And she was like, you have the wrong girl. And then he was like, yeah, she's really religious. She doesn't have sex. I was like, oh, okay. But still right in front of me, I don't know, not really talking to me at all. At the end of the night, we did talk. Then he was just kind of like, hey, I'm not really in a place to... I think you're looking for a relationship. I'm not really in a place to be there. I'm like, that's cool. I appreciate your upfront honesty. Glad you're telling me this now, two dates in, not two months in. Like, some right. people. but I do have a question for the male listeners is why the fuck do men pursue you? Ask for your number. Ask you to go on dates when they're not in a life position to be in a relationship. Every single time this guy, he asked my number so long ago. He asked me out. And then he's just like, I'm not in a place. I'm like, why are you asking
1: me out? It's almost like guys tell us what they think we want to hear when all we want to hear
0: is the effing truth. Yeah. Just like, don't waste my time. Well, honestly, like kind of what I said back to him, I was said, listen, if I was the person that you were so excited about and you like wanted to be with I think you would make time for that person and it's totally yeah. fine that I'm not his person or whatever yeah so anyway he left early I went out with all of his friends
1: did he leave with the
0: virgin <laughs> No. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no actually she didn't we all went to a bar the virgin did not come to a bar yeah he came to the bar for like very quickly didn't have a drink we had that conversation there was another girl there who I Freaking love I need to text her because she was just hyping me up she was like you're 33 you're way too hot for him we love like fuck him yeah. and then end up at the bar with like no one I know at this point point. and then one of the comedians shows up so I bought him a drink and a shot I'm like I'm trying to stay out starts pouring down rain which all the bars in Austin are outside so yeah we just started making out in the rain do we know his name yeah i can't say his name
1: <laughs> i know but like i just need to make sure that we at least know his name when i left because even when i texted you today you didn't refer to him by name you referred to him as the comedian a, a co- the comedian yeah so i just wasn't sure if we knew anything
0: more outside of he does comedy <laughs> well we don't we don't know anything more than that but i texted okay, that's fine i texted kylie and i referred to him by name i was blank name and she said, "Who's that?" And I said, "He's the comedian." She was like, "Oh my god!" And she does. You know, you're
1: going to be a topic in his next standup. I hope so. I'm sure I he would, has nothing but good things to say. I would be honored. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have quite you have quite a um a list of like cool kind of careers of people who you recently oh yeah got to spend some quality time with.
0: We've got a comedian.
1: Uh-huh.
0: A kind of famous rapper. a semi-professional hockey player anyone else
1: no No. i mean this guy was somewhat of an athlete but it sounds like oh he played college yeah yeah it quickly has come to an end but then i'm just confused why he invited you to the comedy show
0: i mean i'm confused about all of it (laughs) he called me to talk on monday called me on the phone just to chat was like, oh, when's your birthday? I'm like, October 12th. He's like, oh, I'm putting that in my calendar. I was like, oh, do you think you're still going to be around in October? Yes,
1: we can send you your yearly text.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that's why I'm like, guys are just dumb. Like, why do they say things like that?
1: It's funny because, like, when you and I lived together, like, this was our life. This is what we did. And then, like, obviously, time went on, and now you're back there. And I'm like, It's almost like I'm there with you. Like I can picture you in these bars. I can picture you flirting with these guys because I just go back to us in our early 20s, just roaming around the city.
0: You know what though? I feel like I have a lot more game and I like shoot my shot a lot more now. And I'm very like, like, I don't know, last night, I don't even know how I pulled that off. I'm like, let's go.
1: I'm glad because the amount of times you've pulled a have you met Kelsey and it has never worked. (laughs) One time we were in line for the portal potty. And you found it the opportune time to be like, have you met Kelsey? Meanwhile, I'm like, I gotta pee every weekend or honestly, sometimes during the week, you're like, just with this guy, just went on this date, just to this. I'm like, dang, first of all, how do you find time for all that? And second of all, I, I want to do that. I want to just slut it up.
0: It's fun. It's fun. Oh, and then before I even left, this other guy, like... People were talking shit on the guy I was, that I met. They were like, he's not even talking to you. Like, what is he doing? This other guy took my bag, my cooler. He took it to the car for me. And he was like, why isn't he carrying your cooler? And then he followed me on Instagram. So we'll see. Okay. I we'll, you know, make some friends.
1: We love a chivalrous.
0: Chival- chivalrous. Oh my God, okay.
1: wait. Stutter center. central. Chival- okay, I'm not going to let it go until
0: I say this word right. Chivalrous. Chival- chivalry? Chivalrous? Chival-
1: yeah, chivalrous. Jesus Christ. All right, whatever, moving. On.
0: No, we have to talk about how small Austin has been for me. Like literally okay. the fact that, you know, I went out on this date who friends with the other guy's best friend, they play rugby together. My brother's boss plays rugby with that dumpling booze, best friend. Last weekend, I went out with this girl that I met on, Bumble BFF went out with her guy friends her guy friends no vegetarian and vegetarian and dumpling boo are like essentially neighbors yes <laughs> yes they're neighbors <laughs> then I'm with like i not a guy I hooked up with but then last night I like am dancing with all these people friends Grant sends me a message oh that's D he was friends with Ty his ex-girlfriend Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like all super weird. Does it
1: make you feel like a little bit more grounded, a little bit more at home that you're like, can be in a place where you have like connections in a sense, like, you know, someone who knows someone.
0: It makes me feel like I have to stop sleeping around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that too. (laughs) Oh, wait. And then that was the other connection I had. So then Dumpling Boo's best friend that was there his wife is currently in korea with one of the guys i went on a date with who i said was too nice (laughs) wait why are they in korea together they are both in the like university of texas like mba program and it had like a korea
1: okay also randomly meeting a guy and going home with him to then get a like the odds that he owned a fucking vintage Bengals jacket that he was just willing to offer up to you? Like, what are the odds that he was
0: a Bengals fan? I haven't told that story in this year either. Yeah, went home with this guy. He was not a Bengals fan. He was just like a collector of things. Oh. He had all the teams. Oh, I
1: love someone who's into
0: vintage. Actually, I'm going to add that to my
1: list of qualities I want in a man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he had, because he also had a Bengals hat. And he had a reds jacket, and you didn't get the reds. I went with the Bengals over the reds jacket. Yeah, I thought the. I them like both. You could have. You could've- I could. So last weekend he was Snapchatting me, and he said something, and I literally was like pretty drunk, and I was like, I don't understand what the- I just said back. I don't know what that means. And he was like, "You want this D again? Gotta go you should have said yeah for that reds jacket. Yeah, and I feel like."
1: the hot topic in your life right now is obviously your divorce. So that's kind of where my brain went. So my first question for you is, are you mad at me for telling you not to get married?
0: No, I'm mad at me for not letting <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and that's
1: my follow-up is, did you know that I was like, right? And you just didn't want to believe it? Or like, what made you ultimately decide to just do it?
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember it was March before the wedding and for the, I got married in June and I had gone to a nutrition conference and you can I tell some, can I tell a story about you? Yeah. So you had called me at like two in the morning. Cause you were seeing this guy and he was a fucking asshole and he, you called me and I said something like Kelsey get out now before you're stuck like I am. And I was like drunk. And I said that, and I was just, and then I called you on the next day crying like the whole way home. And you're like, Justine, you have to call off the wedding. And you said, you know, you don't have to break up, but you can't get married right now. And then ultimately, that's when I started going to therapy. And he refused to go with me. And things definitely did get better. I don't know if it's just because I was coping with it better because I was going to therapy or I think a lot too, as it got closer to the wedding, then you just had the excitement of the wedding and you kind of forgot about other things. And then actually I was reading a message from you the other day (laughs) and it's actually from when I did leave.
1: I feel like I love to play therapist in our text messages.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I love to not listen. Yeah. You don't listen to a damn thing. But I, I would not, here's, not to say I'm always right. Yeah. But, you know. Well, and I think too, for the listeners, if you haven't listened, I have a whole episode that I break down why I got married, even though I had questions about it. And I think that, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of felt like that was the best I was going to get. I just thought that, I, you know what, if I'm going to get married to anyone, it's going to be a settling kind of thing. And he, he always was like so quick to throw me away. But at the same time, he was always also like, so sure about me, right? Like when we very first met, he was like, I'm going to marry you. And then he always had like that sureness about it, which obviously was very manipulative looking back. But I took that as like, oh, he knows like, and this is someone who knows they want to marry me so strongly. And I'm just maybe not the marrying type that I don't feel that way. Yeah, that was kind of, like, where that all happened, and then I almost left, I, I bought three flights, right, before I actually, Mm -hmm. the third flight I got on, so.
1: But I don't think you would have gotten on that flight had your cousin not been getting married.
0: You know, I don't know, because I bought that flight at, I bought that flight at, like, 11 p.m., and it was, like, for an 11 a.m. flight the next day. I was, like, I'm out of here, so. Cause that night was really bad. I like that night. We got in a huge fight, and that's when he sent me like this list of ultimatums, basically that I would convert, I would start having children, I would stop working, we would not see anyone he didn't want to see, I would do it all with a smile on my face, and that was one of the things where I was like, I cannot be here. And then we got in this fight, and he grabbed me by my The color of my shirt and screamed in my face and then like acted like he was gonna hit me with a Windex bottle and that's I had to leave so I I like I had to leave at that point and then but with the flight I didn't get on because he drove me all the way to the he bought me a flight which is such bullshit too because his whole family says I left out of nowhere I just left all this stuff so he bought me a flight he drove me all the way to the train station and then Pulled kind of like a, I this is terrible. I remember telling my therapist, I was like, it almost reminded me of like being in a movie where we're like at the train station. And he's like, please don't go. I love you. And- Did you believe him what? when he said I love you? Did you believe him when he said I love you? I always, I think he loved the idea of me. Like, I think he saw me and he thought I was very attractive. And- I think all the things that like are actually make me me he hated yeah like my independence my want to travel the fact that I wanted to work like the fact that I was outspoken like those are things he hated in me but so I he drove me to the train station I did not get on the I did not get out because the train would have taken me to the airport and I told you I said hey I didn't go and then you had sent me this message you said i'm scared you're staying in a very toxic marriage that had become normal that has become normal and i'm like this becomes so normal the toxicity had become so normal i'm like yeah and then i remember like you literally just said you are in an abusive marriage yeah that was just it's that was like so hard for me to admit and it's still like one of the things that kills me to this day is when I tell people about the things that happened, everyone's just like, you're such a badass, like, I can't picture you in that, I can't picture, like, someone, like, doing this to you, and, like, you not just, you know, like, people will be like, oh, if he tried to beat you up, you would just beat him up, and I'm like, that's not really yeah. how it works, because... No. And it it kills me because that's what like people like project that on like like people say that to me and then like yeah that is how I like to think about myself but that's just not like an an emotionally abusive relationship is very
1: yeah and I think people don't lend not I don't think lend credit is the right term to use but like physical like your mind is so powerful. And if like we like we are not always in control of our thoughts, like we always make ourselves believe like all of these false realities like that's why people have anxiety and that's why people have depression. And it's like your mind is so powerful. And I don't think I don't think people realize the extent of mental abuse. No. Not and I'm not saying any form of abuse is better or worse than the other. But I think people automatically go to a physically abusive relationship when people talk about abuse and like mental abuse is so damaging and so is physical.
0: No, but there are mental there are abuse. That mental and emotional abuse can be more damaging on the brain and long term than physical abuse. And like yes. I have to say, you know, and it's weird because I haven't really talked about this, but I would say that I suffered physical abuse in the form of intimacy. Like he didn't hit me, right? It wasn't like he was like hitting me. But if it's not an enthusiastic, yes, you know, and like that's a form of, but it's always, I always feel like I have to have that caveat of like, well, he didn't hit me. And I'm like, and I, I've i said this multiple times. I used to wish, I was like, just hit me. I wish sometimes he would have hit me. Sexual
1: abuse can happen in a marriage. Just because you are married to someone does not mean you give them forever, unlimited, never-ending, 24-7 consent.
0: Yeah. And it's something that's so, we'll tell Phoebe. So he sent me a, let's read this email. Which one? (laughs) Right, which one? And it said, subject, LOL. Now I know why you had such reckless hate for blank. You knew she would fuck me when you left. You never made me feel that way. You never fucked me back like that. I've been missing out for too long. And I think that that goes both ways. Like, I think he's right. I'm sure he's probably enjoyed having sex with that girl the same way I am enjoying having sex with these other people like so much and so we were so incompatible in that way does he need to send me an email about it no no, no. <laughs> also you don't care
1: you don't care that he's sex. I, was like, I wish you would have had sex sooner so you could leave me alone yeah we congrats because
0: yeah but he used to always complain like that I was really bad at giving head now it's my favorite thing <laughs> Now I get also, so comments about it. I
1: find that hysterical that he has the audacity to tell you that you're bad at head when he refuses to go down on you.
0: Yeah. And then I literally said the only I said, you were so bad. I didn't want you to go down on me. And that's one of the only things I said, because throughout the whole divorce, he would send me pages and pages of messages and I would not say anything back. I think I said that back one time. and. Oh my God. I am the worst person ever for saying that. He can tell me he's gonna beat me. He can call me the C word. He literally said you were bad at the equivalent of yeah. what he was bad at. But I said the word. Oh, he told-, told me my father doesn't love me multiple times. But me saying you're not good at going down on me. that That was the most hurtful thing that had been said in our relationship.
1: Yeah, he's comical. He, he, the way his brain works should be an effing study because it is fucked.
0: I, but I mean, the original question, yeah, it was just like, no, I, so my therapist asked me that as well. My therapist asked me, are you, she said, are you mad at me that I didn't do more to like get you out of there sooner or something? She asked something like that. Mm -hmm. And I, or you know, to keep you from getting married. And I just said, I wasn't going to listen to anyone until I had like made my mind up. It was, it was like, I wasn't going to listen to anyone. And I was talking to my mom and Brie this week about everything that happened. And my mom was just like, just, he didn't tell anyone what was going on. And I was like, not really to like the extent of what things were happening. So Um, yeah. And I also don't know that you've said
1: this. Or maybe you have, but like people keep, you know, in his life, his family, they keep saying, you know, you left out of nowhere, you left out of nowhere. But I don't really think people realize that probably for, I would say, close to a year, if not half a year before you actually left, he was threatening divorce. He's the one who brought up divorce first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Multiple times. The amount of times I I can count 3 specific times where you called me in tears because he wanted a divorce.
0: Yeah. We were married in June. I know for a fact he had brought it up by November. And then even April he had made a literally made a a meeting with a divorce lawyer which he didn't actually, it was a lie.
1: Cause yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: I, I have since found out that that lawyer, it's his like family lawyer. That lawyer doesn't do divorces, but he said, I made an appointment with so and so. So, yeah, he always threatened anytime we get in a fight, if dinner wasn't ready on time, oh, we're breaking up, I'm leaving. It was always like, always that.
1: Tell them. <laughs> you know what? The red flag should have been apparent and to me years ago because there was one time that I came to visit you when you guys were living in Jersey, New York, and we were all, you you were at work, he was at work, and I was just kind of like roaming the city on my own, and I had met up with him to take the, the bus back or the train back to um, like where you guys were living, and we had met for drinks before. And he was like, I just need to talk to you. I don't know that I can do this anymore. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, she orders pepperoni pizza. I'm like, are you for real? It's like, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I can't get her to stop. I'm like, so order two pizza. Like, I'm just, but the fact that you were ordering something that he didn't want was like enough to set him off.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, he was just so easily triggered i shouldn't have moved out there i mean think about we could like literally go back to new year's eve when we were in chicago and he kissed a girl do you remember that okay whoa 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 hold on this is the very first time i'm hearing about this no we all knew because then we know it was when presley and ben were in town and then we did you tell me when i was drunk he was like, oh, everyone, like, you know, everyone, like, kisses at midnight. But I was like, you didn't have to, like, kiss her on the lips. And then he was like, she was, then she did have, like, she was with a boyfriend. I don't know. It was weird. Okay. But yeah, that's why no. we left him. I,
1: 31-year-old Kelsey has no memory of this. Yeah.
0: So he kissed a girl. And then, remember, he didn't show up to Grant's game because he got too high with his cousin in Wisconsin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then and- was mad at us for being mm-hmm. mad at him. Yes. Yes. And then he told his whole family that I was mad because he went to go see his dying uncle. I was like, that's not the whole story. Yeah, you did. And then you were gone for hours after you left the hospital getting stoned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was like number one. And then um, he did admit to other times of cheating on me. Right. So he, he never. I just feel like there's so many other things that he has done that like
1: outweigh, like, I know this sounds so bad, but like I feel like what makes me the most angry is not him cheating on you. Like, I'm like, oh, when you're like, oh, he cheated on me. I was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Which is like so bad. Like, that is damaging. Being cheated on is so damaging. But it's like the bottom of my list of why I despise this man. I 100% (laughs) agree. Like,
0: I was like, oh, that's not even like a thing. Okay. No, that's not even close to like the damage he's done. One of the things I really hate about him is I just feel like one, he did all of this terrible stuff to me, which that sucks. But then I also feel like I then still have to deal with it in terms of I'm dating again. And people are like, oh, you're divorced. Or, oh, you went through that. Like, oh, are you okay? And it's like, so not only did I have to go through this, now. Right, new people are like worried about my trauma in a way. If that makes sense, I feel like it's like coming back to bite my ass the second time, which I right. hate. that right, right now. yeah.
1: So, do you feel it necessary to tell people when you're dating them, like because I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you're dating to date right now. I think you're dating to have fun. I think
0: that, so I told. The guy this the other week I said, everything's casual till it's not. <laughs> right?
1: Okay. but well, okay. 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 Fair. But do you
0: truly feel like the men that you are dating right now could be more than casual? That's what that's what my roommate said when I was kind of trying to figure out what was going on with the guy from Friday. She's like, This man is not your future husband. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So but which leads me to think that you are not dating to date, you are dating to have fun.
0: I think it's both, but I think I'm dating for both. Like I want to have fun, but I want to not be let on right. being really clear about your intentions. And I think if I found someone that I was like, oh, I could see this being a relationship. I'm not in a place where i'm like oh i can't get into a relationship right now like i'm not like right. getting into a relationship yeah we
1: need to hear from the men
0: we need to figure out why it is that they just
1: like blow so much smoke up our ass making us think that we are the one and only highlight of their life and then for them to drop the bomb be like wait what are you crazy i don't want to date i'm just having fun yeah it's like well you never told me that until
0: this moment why and especially when I'm like, you pursued me. Yeah. I don't get it. I uh, was just going out with date on dates with
1: you because you asked me. What, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like... Yeah, I don't get it. Here's the thing. I think, I think, and maybe this is a hot take, but I think it's BS when people say I can have sex with someone without there being an emotional connection. I oh. think that is, I think that's a little bit bullshit. Maybe one time, sure. Two times, three times. Yeah, I could probably hook up with someone one to three times. It'd be literally nothing but that and move on without any, like, heartbreak. Uh But if I'm constantly hooking up with someone, regardless if it's a friends or benefits thing, like, I don't know, I feel like there is some kind of connection that happens during sex that it's Almost impossible to not have an emotional. Oh, connection. I 100 percent have an emotional connection there. Like I, I'm I... gonna open up another bottle of champagne. Yeah, good. go Go. They're mini, so <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like an alcoholic.
0: Let's just yeah. segue into Your relationship with my ex husband.
1: Yeah, we can definitely segue into our relationship because I feel like me and him were very hot and
0: cold. Yeah. When did you? When did you first know that I shouldn't get married or that I should have ended the relationship?
1: Probably when you moved from Chicago to New York. Mm -hmm. Physically, there was absolutely nothing to him, at least for me. He didn't do it for me. And then you work his personality into the mix. And at first, he is so lovable, super easygoing, very charismatic, like good sense of humor, like. The things he says are so ridiculous that you're like, oh, my gosh, like, what? Like, how did that even come out of your mouth? But it's like he almost creates this like environment for it to be okay because that's just who he is, which is very dangerous, because then it just becomes more and more and more. And I remember when we first lived together, I would wake up to him in my bed and then I would like roll over and be like and be like did you get laid last night I'm like well you're in my bed and you can see I'm alone so no and then he was just like it was like me and you were always very close like I feel like there was a moment in time where your family thought that we were lesbians yeah yeah um And so I was just like, okay, whatever. Like I'm going to have the kind of relationship I have with Justine is the kind of relationship I'm going to have with this guy. Then he started calling me titties. And for the listeners, I used to have fake boobs. Um, They were a high school graduation gift to me. And I had them for about a decade. And then I decided like, no more. I got to take them out. So I've gotten them taken out. But he used to call me titties because yes, my tits were massive. And at first it didn't bother me because I'm like, you know, whatever, like it is what it is. And they were almost like. They were, like, my feature. I was, like, yes. Then he got mad at me when I asked him to stop calling me titties. Yeah. And when he got pissed, it was, like, the way that he reacted to, like, me being, like, not okay was... It made me just kind of, like, take a step back and be, like, hmm. Then the second thing that really pushed me over was... He used to always send snapchats and he would send a daily daily crap snap. That didn't bother me. What bothered me was the picture I received of his balls. And he had the audacity because I took a screenshot and I sent it to you and I was like, "What the fuck is this? Not cool." And he had the audacity to get pissed at me and be like, "Are you kidding me? I really don't think your best friend's going to appreciate you Uh, taking a screenshot of my balls. How dare you? I'm like, oh, dare me. I didn't appreciate receiving it. I never asked for it. Yeah. And it was like in that moment where I'm like, he literally has no self-awareness. No. Like it is whatever he does is okay because he does it. Mm -hmm. and He doesn't take anyone saying no or anyone tanks saying stop as like a, oh, my bad. Sorry. Didn't mean to offend you kind of thing. And that's when I was just like, No, not really for me. And then I, I kind of started setting boundaries with him Mm -hmm. and that did not go over well. And then I could just, I could feel like the tension every time we were together. I was like, I'm just not going to feed into this man. I'm going to keep my relationship with my best friend, but he is, he just happens to also be there.
0: Well, I love, I love what you said to start because I feel like it validates me a little bit in terms of the his persona, right? Like in the way you mm-hmm. meet him and like the charismaticness of it and like the goofiness of it. And then it like makes you feel a certain way. Cause then so many people were like, did your, you know, did your family like dislike him or anything like that? And I said, he just was very manipulative. It was behind closed doors. And it was then things you started to pick up on, but not right away that things were like seen that way. And sorry, go ahead and then I'll no, but it's it's like textbook narcissism like yeah,
1: yeah. and I do think you said in one of your podcast episodes that like you like to I don't know that you use the word nag, but you almost like to pick fun like that's kind of like oh, your nag. thing yes and I I think me and you are similar in that like I feel like me and you like we can definitely like dish it out and take it like there's like we're very blunt to the point and I also think that's how. Your ex was. Mm -hmm. And so because you were that way, people in your life weren't necessarily put off by like the like some of the things he said, because we didn't know the extent of what was happening behind closed doors. So like little digs here and there were like, okay, you know, whatever. But in the grand scheme of things, that was just like where it really all began
0: Mm
1: -hmm. was him Like, honestly, I think he was very open with his form of mental abuse in front of a lot of your family and friends. And not that this excuses him, but I truly think that, like, the reason why he thinks he has done nothing wrong is because... Well, A, he's a narcissist, so he doesn't actually think that what he's doing is wrong. But B, I think it's because he was literally mean to you in front of us. And he didn't think that, like, that was wrong because we're all like, well, that's just true. He's just being, you know. I also
0: think, though, he doesn't think what he's done is wrong because no one in his life, his mom just says, oh, that's just him. Which you had said that, right? It's like you, he kind of this thing where you're like, oh, that's just, he just says crazy things. Oh, that's just him. And it got to a point where, okay, that can be him, but I'm not a punching bag for the rest of my life. Right.
1: Well, and it's like, yes, that is
0: him. And that is why I left. And one of the other things that is not necessarily talked about is also financial abuse. And he always thought, that he could buy me he to this day I'm sure the reason he paid my taxes this year he thinks he can buy his way out of things and when he met my family it was always oh I'm gonna go get the bill oh I'm gonna go secretly pay oh I'm gonna send your mom money on her birthday and those were such things too of I'm gonna I'm gonna buy my way or I'm gonna buy mm-hmm. my way to things and, and you
1: know, it can also come off as like giving and kind like oh he's so giving like he always just wants to like that's his way of saying I love you is like let me pick up the tab because I can or let me do this because I can financially do it I mean I even think one of the most recent emails one of the very nasty emails he sent to you he literally signed the email by saying have to return to being successful yeah it's like oh cool you're defining your success by being an abusive partner who's going through a divorce yet you make a decent salary so you're successful like no I'm sorry but
0: and then I just not success I think about my birthday every year too because he loved to buy me jewelry which girls aren't not going to complain he about that. That. but that was never what I wanted I wanted to go to a really nice restaurant and get dressed up, and take our time, and have drinks, and be off of our phone, and that's what I wanted, and then he would turn it into, well, I bought you this jewelry, and you're so ungrateful, and I'm like, I love the jewelry, thank you, but that's not necessarily what I wanted, and so now everyone's always, like, obsessed when they see my list of Austin things that I've done, but part of the reason I keep that list is because I have done more in Austin in these however months than I have in the four years I was in Miami.
1: Yeah. Literally that. everything that has changed about you when you were married to him has been the qualities that he didn't like about you and the things that you wanted to do that he didn't, that are now bringing you back to being you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I'm- So yeah, it's just
0: like, I never went out. I have never. Ever, I have so many friends I'm making here. Also, he loved too that I think he loved and hated that he loved to play into the fact that people thought I was a bitch. And mm-hmm. am I straight to the point and like upfront and a little outgoing? I mean, like outspoken? Yeah. But the fact that I am just making so many friends in Austin and I coach women on, like, being empowered, and I can't imagine you're any not of bitch. them. No. And maybe I'm biased because I'm your best friend, but I don't
1: like mean girls, and you're not a mean girl. <laughs> no, I am not a mean girl. Like. I don't stand for that. Bullies are not cool. Bullying does not make you cool. Being nice makes you die.
0: cool.
1: Yeah. If you deserve for me to be slightly rude to you, that means you're acting up.
0: So should we, Um, we got to come back to your relationship with though.
1: Yes. Okay. So I do have a question. Well, I know that I feel like, I feel like your ex was very intimidated by our relationship. Oh, so yes. Because I think he knew that I saw him for who he was and that I wasn't afraid to tell you that. And so I definitely think that he was intimidated by me. Do you feel like he affected our friendship?
0: So I feel like he affected it. And like, I never felt like I could come visit.
1: That was going to be my follow up question is why have you not come to Chicago since you moved?
0: I just like felt like I could not come visit. Like it was just. I think we
1: can use the example of my 30th birthday as mm-hmm. a reason why you probably didn't come visit, which we can and, get back to
0: yeah. later. No, I I just knew that it would be absolute hell for me. Um, And I also think that he had just a problem with him not like being number one in anything. So there was a night where my friend Maddie was over and we were sitting on the balcony and we were talking about. I was actually referencing this the show Working Moms, which I love, great show. But I was yeah, like, remember how do you get me into it? Can not get into it? I think I need to restart it. So good. But the two two of the moms are best friends, and I just was like, I was on the balcony. I said, like, my ex husband is not my best friend. Kelsey is my best friend. Like, not. I just think that's different relationships. Like Kelsey is my best friend, and oh. My God, the hell I got for that!
1: Oh, cause he heard you.
0: Yeah, the neighbors heard. What do these people think? Maddie, Maddie wasn't allowed to come over anymore. He would not hang out with Maddie's ex, Maddie's husband either. They were not. She was not allowed to come over. The only time after she ever came over, I think, was like when he wasn't home.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: Same, yeah, but it was just like. And then in Austin, when we came for Kelsey's birthday, he bought my ticket to be nice and he bought the ticket for the wrong days. Because I went home a day earlier than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, this was not to be nice. This was to manipulate how long I'm gone. And then the whole time I'm here, threatening to turn my phone off. That's when he he was calling divorce
1: lawyer. That's when he was calling
0: divorce lawyer. It was not; he was threatening
1: divorce to that extent. Maybe a month prior, because that was not the first time. That was the first time you told your sister. Mm -hmm. But that was not the first time you told me. No. But it was like escalated. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. But I I don't like. I hope it didn't like. I mean, I think it affected our friendship in like that way, but I also don't think that it like. For, for me, it didn't have been my best friend like. And yeah. It's for me, been, like, it didn't yeah. affect
1: because I think I was pretty like, and please keep me honest. But I think I was pretty honest with how I felt towards from the moment I wasn't his biggest fan. I think you
0: were the only one who was.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: But also, I think you also, and then you're the only one that was, like, super honest and upfront about it. And then you were also the one that knew the most of what was going on, though. Right. But I just
1: hope that, I tried, I tried to, and I hope that I was there for you in the way that you needed me to. Like, knowing what your relationship, like, knowing what happened in your relationship but then also trying to be there for what should have been, like, extremely exciting moments.
0: Like, you know, your bachelorette and your wedding. And so, was gonna say, I, what well, were your, I was going to say, what were your thoughts on the wedding day? Like, what was going in your mind? Um, I just knew that
1: it probably wouldn't be the only wedding of yours that I would be attending.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, if we think about the wedding, I've had this conversation with Allie and Matt. Outside of the vows...
1: I did not see him.
0: I don't... My memory is not really of being him being there.
1: Like, and maybe it's because I've just put this wall up for him because I just don't enjoy his presence, so I just try to tune it out. That, like, naturally... He wasn't a part of that day. <laughs> like, when I think about your wedding, I truly don't think about. Also, all of the random
0: chaos. He was texting me, bitching me out on wedding day. I didn't even tell anyone that. Because he didn't tell his side of the family what time to be ready. And he was like, you told your mom when to be ready. Why didn't you tell my mom? Why didn't you tell your mom? You're
1: a grown-ass human. Yeah. So exactly. it's so you know what? Yes, he might be so flippin' delusional that he truly does not believe that he is doing anything wrong, because the women in his life do not hold him accountable. No, they have never corrected his wrongdoing. So how is he to know that this is not how you treat women you love in your life? Because that's all he's ever done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Go on for hours
0: i was gonna say this was not meant to necessarily be a podcast about him (laughs) i know i just i just feel like it's
1: it it's just the hot topic right now this is true yeah but we can definitely we can definitely switch gears if you want yeah let's switch gears okay
0: wrapping this episode up we are actually going to break this down into a two-part episode because kelsey and i did record for over two hours. Not all of that needs to be heard, but it was pretty funny. So, this episode, obviously, we hit a lot on my relationship, my divorce. Next week, if you tune in to part two with her, it's going to be a lot more on our relationship and our ridiculousness. So, hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, please, you know, let me know if you tune in, tag Kelsey, and hope everyone is having a fabulous weekend.